What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. So join us as we explore the Heartland's best and most honest voices. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County, Season 4, with a spotlight on York College. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review our podcast, 17 County Podcast. Doing this helps grow our podcast, and so we appreciate the help from our listeners. Um, We would also like to take the time today to thank our members. Um, Without the great members of York County Development Corporation, we wouldn't be able to do um, what we do here at YCDC. Um, So I would like to thank members uh, such as Jensen Lumber, uh, members such as uh, York General, Cornerstone Bank, Um, All of those members are are great members that help support our mission and do what we do here. So if you're interested about becoming a member or learning who our members are, feel free to check them out at our member directory page at yorkdevco.com. That's yorkdevco.com. We'll jump into the interview. Our guest today hails from the Show Me State, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, He arrived to York in 2007, uh, but left upon graduation from York College. Uh, but something about this community always lingered um, in this person's mind. Uh, Jake has served served kids in, 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 with his profession um, through through Boys Town uh, for, for nearly six years prior uh, to arriving in his current position. Uh, Jake currently serves as the director for the York County Health Coalition, and I would like to welcome Jake Owens to the show today. Welcome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Perfect. So this next little segment is a fun little segment just to kind of get people uh, warmed up and talking. Imagine that you're you know, walking through the Beaver Creek Trails. Uh, you stumble upon this big kind of machine, uh, electronic thing. You have no idea what it is. On it, there's a note. Um, that note says there's enough energy in it um, for a trip to go somewhere and return. So you get to come back. That's kind of a, a big part of that. Uh, so when and where do you go uh, to time travel? Um, you know, this is. I hope this isn't a cop-out answer. But, like, I go to the future and, like, maybe distant future because I think I'm, like, the last guy that thinks the future is more Star Trek than Mad Max. Oh, and so yeah. I kind of, I, like, I have this very, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, I, I am not saying that the next 300 years are going to be awesome. I'd have no idea. I just think one day we get there. For and sure. I, I would love to see what that, like, bright, shining future looks like if there's some, I mean, I'm, you're going to learn through this because I looked ahead at some of the other questions. I'm a little bit of a nerd. So I don't know like if there's a federation or what's going on or anything, but I just want to get a look at it and see what the future looks like. No, that that's great. That's um, I think the future um, would be yeah, an interesting place to go because, yeah, going backwards, you you know what you're going to get. If you go forwards, you have no idea what you're going to yeah. be landing in and everything like that. So that's really – and who knows? You may learn something that, all right, if I do this – That'll lead me to this and this, and then I can create. This yeah, and, and like I don't want to go all. I don't want to go back to the future two on it or anything and steal. I don't want to come back and gamble, gamble and, and do any of that. I just want to see. I want to meet an alien, a friendly one. You right. know, I just want to see all that. No, that that that's legit. That's <laughs> sweet. Um, so talk to me a little bit about um, your hometown. You're you're from uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, a little bit of a big place. So tell me about um, what that was like. You know, growing up in such a large place. How did you make it small? And I guess what what was it like? I, um, man, I love Kansas City. Like, I, growing up there was fantastic. We, when I was a kid, we kind of bounced around a little bit. Like, not, it, it, I mean, it wasn't like an insane, unstable thing. Like, we just, you know, every few years, we'd kind of see a better opportunity. And so we moved around sort of the suburbs of northern Kansas City. Um, ended up landing in a community called Liberty, which is just right outside actual Kansas City. Um, so to be fair to people who know the area, I'm from Liberty. But, Really, I'm from Kansas City and um, love Kansas City, uh, love going down there still. Uh, I don't get to make it nearly as often as I'd like. And uh, honestly, for a long time, I thought I saw myself going back there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I still love it. I'm a huge Kansas City sports fan. Um, The Chiefs Super Bowl has been awesome. I am even more so a baseball fan, though. So like 2015... You know, I had a kid born around then. Best oh, yeah. year of my life, probably. Kauffman Stadium Everything. was rocking. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was fantastic. Um, 
Yeah, Kansas City is a great place. It's got kind of we always we always talk about how it's got a very unique culture, mm-hmm. and it is. And every time I go back there, I tell my wife, I'm like, I understand me just a little bit more when I'm here, because it's it's Midwestern 100, but it's also just a little bit out there, Kansas City. And there's mm-hmm. there's these pockets of just weirdness that I always loved growing up. Um, I spent a lot of time as a kid going to just some some weird places for concerts and stuff, local bands, things Interesting like that. Interesting venue halls. Absolutely, and, yeah. yeah. Okay, just so, shoebox so this corner. was a what warehouse that they hollowed out? Yeah, and so <laughs> absolutely. And I just absolutely loved it. Had a great time growing up there. Um, I do miss it, yeah. I don't have nearly the connections there I do here these days. Mm-hmm. But uh, proud Kansas City native, lots of Royals hats and a couple of Chief shirts in my closet. For sure. So, what was uh, you mentioned your parents a little bit? What did what did they do? Um, what, what, how many siblings did you have? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your family. Okay, I grew up with um, it was me, my mom, my brother. Um, I have a younger brother, Ethan, who currently lives in Omaha. My mom actually lives over in Kansas, and you mentioned that I'm from Missouri, which only matters to people from Kansas City. <laughs> right. Um, so, anyone who's listening is like, "What is you know Kansas City? There's two of them. There are. It matters, everyone. Okay. Um, I'm from the good side. Yeah. Just. Great childhood, great time growing up there. And what sort of activities did you guys do? Were you like you mentioned music? Was there something? Were you much of a sports, or did you do theater oh, or band? Or... I I was a. I think that outside observer. Man, I lo- you're getting into it. I love this. Um, I think outside observers would probably have thought that I was some sort of a an outcast. Um, I was not involved in too many school activities, but I was super. I did things, you know, right. and I was, people I was knew very, you within your class. People so, knew yeah. me within my class. I was very happy to be me. I did not care to get more involved. And I, um, <laughs> I did do choir for a little bit was, uh, kind of my musical thing. My one school activity, I did choir for a couple of years. Um, I was, you know, I was mostly pretty involved with, we did a lot of church stuff growing up. Um, I was really active there. Um, I was just a big old nerd. Uh, a lot of time spent playing video games in basements. Magic. No, well, not, not, not I did nerd. not get to magic. Not that brand. I was that but, level. Okay, but here's the thing. I've spent a lot of time in comic book stores, so like I'm magic adjacent. Like, okay, yep. yep. I, I was constantly waiting behind those guys while they picked out their cards. <laughs> got it. Got to it. purchase my thing. Hey, kid, so, hurry up. I want these comics. Yeah, books. I was yeah. like, look, man, they're three bucks a pop. This isn't that big of a deal. I've got six comics this week. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I definitely spent a lot of time. Um, I had a pretty good good circle of friends that we spent a lot of time together, a lot were, of video games and were stuff. Were you Marvel and or DC or I, I was I was ecumenical. Okay. Um, I go okay. for both. But um if you're if you know gun to my head, I preferred the Marvel comics. Right definitely. on, yeah. right on, right on. And so video games, that keeps you kinda of active and everything. We'll have, yeah. to, we'll have to touch on that video game kind of here yeah. in the in the second set. We'll come back to I'm that. I'm one of like both people that managed to stay up late enough to get a PS five. So that's like me right now. <laughs> right. I, that's my identity. You me? are uh, a mythical person <laughs> It was able to get that on someone the night. who had uh, less cash than he thought, but still spent it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, how did York College uh, get on your radar? You're down there in Kansas yeah. City doing everything. What was your connection to York College, or how did was there a youth camp, or what? what was yeah. That? So, I um, I did mention that I was a little bit not super active in school, and I had a, I had a good chunk of friends at school. I wasn't, you know, I, I, I like I said, I think people would have thought I was in some sort of outcast, but really, I was just very happy doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I was not, you know, and this will probably come up looking ahead at some of the questions. I was not a great student for a good while. Um, I, I did enough to get by. Mm-hmm. And um, I I knew I wanted to do college. I wasn't sure what that looked like. Through church, uh, my church had a lot of connections to your college. I had a lot of friends, a lot, you know, four friends coming up this way. They were looking at the college. Some of them had already, you know, started here. And I ended up just spending a lot of time up here for events with with the college that they were sponsoring, things like that. Uh, they do a summer camp called Soul Quest that I went to every year growing up, um, which I do try to still stay active in, and that'll be a lot easier now that I live down the street. Exactly, um, <laughs> you'll be able to help out with all. Yeah, those it's things. good. Uh, yeah, it'll be a lot easier. Um, and so, I, through all those things, I kind of became aware of York, and I just became. I, I didn't know for sure what I wanted to do. <laughs> Kids, that's not a great life plan. Uh, don't make decisions based on that, please. Um, uh, but I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do college, and I became really intrigued by this community and by the people I saw up here and the way that everybody seemed 
to really look out for each other, the way that there was kind of a close-knit, almost almost family vibe going, and the way that everybody kind of just had everybody else's back. And it was really intriguing to me, and it caught my attention. And so when it came time to decide, it really wasn't too tough. I looked around and I said, I think this is a place where I'd be pretty happy, so I'm going to go up there and just see what happens. Definitely, definitely. So you, you arrive here on campus. Um, did you do any tours? Or I guess you had Soul Quest. So I, I did. kind of familiar with how small York yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it like when you came onto campus? Was there like a realization of, oh man, I'm in a much smaller community? There absolutely was. My graduating class in high school had about 60 more students in it than the entire enrollment of York College at the time. Um, and big so difference. Yeah. It was a bit of a shock. The first, and not in a bad way. It wasn't. I didn't do that. Difference is always a shock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't do that thing where I looked around. And I'm like, oh gosh, what have I done? You know, yeah. I was, I was. I think from the day I stepped on campus, I was like, this is, I, I made the right choice. This is for me. Um, what was more interesting is how long it took me to realize that that said something about me as a person and not just about the school, which is kind of how I ended up back here now. Um, I, I got there and I thought to myself, this is fantastic. This will do great for four years. And then I'll probably go back to a city. And that, you know, that's kind of how I saw myself. Um, yeah, I got on campus. I just, I, I did a few tours. I really loved that, you know, other places that I checked out, and I didn't look at a ton of schools. I wasn't, you know, I mean, like, Harvard did not come looking for me. Uh, they <laughs> Stanford were not, and Yale. Yeah, they you were... know, I sent them a few letters. They are like, sorry, we're full up. Um, <laughs> I, but, you know, the other places I looked at were great. I, I thought they were, they were great schools, and I, I got a great vibe off of them. But at York, one thing that was unique was that seniors and juniors were interested in what was going on with the high schoolers coming around. Hmm. Um, there seemed to be less importance on were you a freshman or a senior. Um, You're standing. Yeah, there yeah. was less. There was less of a hierarchy mm -hmm. based on like, well, you know, you've been alive three years longer, therefore you matter more in this I'm way, way, less more in that important. way. Yeah. yeah, and it was really a lot more just like everybody was there, mm -hmm. and that caught my eye right away that. You know, at the other schools, would be like, hi, I'm assigned to this. But at, at York, I do distinctly remember a student when I was looking for the choir so I could try out. Um, I, I remember a, a junior just grabbing me and being like, yeah, come on, I'll walk you over there, you know, and just talking to that person and getting to know them and end up being classmates with them in a couple things the next year. And so that was, it just had a different vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the kind of that community yeah. You know, experience that you know your college really does build yeah they do a great job of making sure everybody feels comfortable and welcome and yeah and helping them adjust as needed and everything so how did you arrive at your major um did you know you wanted to be biblical studies or did you eventually stumble into it um man it's such a so i, I stumbled i stumbled hard <laughs> uh so i came up to york and i initially chose education mm -hmm. as my major which this is weird. My wife and I were talking about this literally yesterday that if I, what's funny about it is if I went to college now, I'm pretty sure I would choose education and like really do great at it. But mm -hmm. at the time, education was kind of a, and that's with no, no regrets about where I am currently, just kind of looking at who I am today if I did mm -hmm. it over. Um, at the time I got in there and I said, education looks good. I think I'd be good at that. Um, you know, it wasn't just a for something to do. I, I, I put a little more thought into it than that. But I also don't think, who knows who they are at 18, exactly. right? Like, I mean, exactly. I mean, who knows who they are in their 30s? Like, I'm still figuring this out. <laughs> and I think the only difference is at some point, you screw up enough times that you start realizing that maybe you're not the most trustworthy source of information on yourself. <laughs> and so, but at 18, you don't know that yet. Right, so, exactly. Um, I, I definitely, I made that choice and um, I kind of just, I spent about two years in the education program and um, my advisor, who I, I won't name just because I didn't get their permission, wonderful person, nothing but respect, probably would have been okay with it, but I, I'll wait for permission. Uh, my advisor, I remember uh, towards the end of my sophomore year, sitting me down for a meeting and being like, you know, I, I will never forget this, said, it is a testament to your natural intelligence that nobody has kicked you out of this school yet. And I, I said, thank you. This is, is that and, a compliment? But, and that's I guess, a, yeah, I, I was like, that's, and, she, and they said, um, and that might not be the exact wording, but I'm pretty sure it was something <laughs> along those lines. And I, but I remember being like, that was the weirdest backhanded compliment. <laughs> and they were like, you do so little work and yet everyone lets you stay. And was like, 
but what I do remember word for word exactly was, you are not here to major in college. And that was kind of a wake up call for me because I had been to that point just getting by. Just enjoy. Um, you were enjoying the. I was. You were maybe enjoying time. the experience of you know I'm around people. Yeah. Whatever. You enjoyed I, the I hanging was, out. And part. I was 110 percent invested in the York College community. Mm -hmm. um, I was active in all these different things. I was you know I was not the guy I was in high school. I was 100 percent. If they needed somebody to do something, I was like one of the first people signing up for it. I Get me on to that committee. There. I'll help yeah. out. Yeah. And I was very much just like, there's there's less than 600 of us here. We're all going to have to pitch in to make it work. Right. And that's what I love. Mm -hmm. And um, I was very much a, a big, you know, I don't want to give the impression that I was off like partying every night or anything. That's not the YC experience. It's, it's not. Yeah. Not if you want more than one year of it. Yeah. And so um, I, but I was just not committed to my classes. And I got to thinking about it. So at this point, I had three very good friends. Um, two of them were looking for a roommate. And uh, obviously, you know, we were kind of like, it's a no brainer for us to move in together. Um, that's a short version of a three month story. <laughs> but they were both biblical studies majors and exceptional ones. Uh, and we kind of had an intervention where some people sat me down and were like, you know, you've never once attended anything for the education department. You're on like six committees related to theology and biblical studies and things like that. And they're like, you maybe need to make your professional goals align with your personal. You need to make your actions of this match your actions of that. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was, so I had the the nerve, and I won't name this advisor either, but again, I, um, I had the nerve to go to this person for the biblical studies department and kind of, I didn't mean it to come across this way, but in hindsight, I know it did be like, well, I'm going to allow you to teach me. And kind of like, I've decided to grace you with my presence. And this person put their foot squarely where it belonged and uh, told me, you're going to get one semester to do the work you're capable of. And, or else I'm not going to have you drag my program. We'll see down. how it comes back. Yeah, exactly. How you do there. And, this is a test run. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And was like, we'll, we'll tolerate you if you can show us that you can hang with us. And uh, it was a wake-up call I needed, and, and I hung. And uh, I got, I'm really proud of, I got a 4.0. Um, that's awesome. Way to go. It brought my cumulative up to something considerably less. But uh, <laughs> hey, that's, <laughs> hey, that's all right. I, I did not have a lot of tassels when I walked. But if I could have <laughs> isolated a few semesters, I would have. Yep. No, that's great. I mean, you love, once you get focused, I mean, I was there too in my college experience. You know, I bounced around from business to yeah. this to that, and eventually... I found my you know passion with public relations and you know helping you know get a message out and things like that, um, and so I totally understand. Like my business like GPA was less than like two, but like my ad PR was like three five. And there above. you exactly. Yeah, I <laughs> so did like, that so strong. Once I found something that like actually piqued my interest, like I was very yeah, but I, it, it worked with me. So I totally understand. Yeah. Once you found something that and it stinks that all that other stuff still follows <laughs> you around. Exactly right. But you know, <laughs> it's great that you found something that you you really do enjoy. So tell me a little bit more about uh, kind of you're in your biblical studies. Um, how did you find, I know you, while you were at Epworth, you did some work with Epworth, um, mm -hmm. for maybe your last couple of years of school. How did you find, um, that Epworth like, uh, opportunity? Well, I, I wish there were some amazing story, but the reality is that I was sitting in a circle of friends and I said, I am broke. <laughs> and somebody goes, you should just go work at Epworth. They pay better and you get to make your own hours. And I said, cool. Deal. Now I ended up loving it. Right. Um, and it, it is a big part of the journey that gets me to the job I'm in now. Um, but at the time, it's like, cool. Yeah, I will. Out of need. Yeah. yeah. It was when it was like, oh, oh, I can say. Well, because, you know, it was this relief staff position where I could. I is that could, one of those overnight positions? It or? could be. It okay. was literally you just went from like. They, they ran cottages back then, and you could go from cottage to cottage just looking at what hours they had open. Some days they'd be desperate enough. You could be like, hey, I only want to do like three hours of this shift. And they'd be like, gosh, we just need something. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, this is in like 2007, 2008 when, you know, uh, gosh, that was longer ago than I think. When I think they paid like maybe 10 bucks an hour. Which, as a college student then in York, is like, oh my gosh, I'm the richest person I know. <laughs> I am a millionaire. I, I think I should be investing <laughs> in stocks now. And so, it, yeah, absolutely. It was a great job. Um, learned a lot about myself. Learned a lot about that field. 
Um, and it did funnel into some opportunities later. So I, I really grateful for my time there. You're wrapping up your career here at York College. How did you find that first um, position after graduation? Was there um, help from the college or was there something for you or how did that happen? There's definitely help from the college. So when I, when I wrapped up, um, I was, so, you know, and yeah, we'll probably have to get to this at some point because everybody is probably like, thought you said this guy executive directs a health coalition. Um, so yeah, I was, I was in the biblical studies program and I was wrapping up and I, uh, I definitely had help from the college, just, you know, kind of a network. They knew churches that were looking, they knew people who needed people and, and you know, the, so your college is affiliated with the churches of Christ, which is, mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those communities where if you stay in it long enough, you'll know everyone and be married to most people, you're related to most people through marriage. Right. Um, and so when I, when I started putting out there that I was interested in a certain job, three or four people at college, you know, various, a staff member was like, Oh, my best friend goes there. And one of my friends was like, Oh, my grandpa goes there. And I'm like, I didn't know any. And so once, once the connection started humming, it got a lot easier to get a foot in the door and get an interview. Um, and yeah, so my first job, I was a youth, well, they would have said minister. I almost said pastor. Um, I was a youth minister at a about 200, 300 person church in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and, uh, got married like three weeks after I started the job and six weeks after graduating college. And I was busy that month. There was a lot to be done Uh, that in hindsight, I don't think I'll ever do that again. Uh, <laughs> don't go to get married. Have a... I, I, yeah, I will definitely space those things out next time. <laughs> um, so you were youth minister, um, and then you found your way to Boys Town yeah. uh, for the first time. Um, talk to me how you uh, got to Boys Town um, and what kind of your work looked like there. Man, there's... I, I, I'm laughing as I go over the notes and like as you ask questions because I, I think I sound like a total loser, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I think I failed sideways for a while and then I failed upwards and then I got my act together. We'll get there. So I went to, um, I did about two years in Iowa and then went, I moved to Omaha for an opportunity at a nonprofit that was um, religious affiliated that dealt with people being human trafficked. Um, okay. It, it, it ran a bunch of different, basically I, I got hired for one thing, you know, I was kind of going to kind of overhaul a program that they had. It was very, you know, when looking at it, my wife and I were like, this is it, this is the dream job. And then I got there and like two months later they ran out of money. And, um, <laughs> which, you know, we had been warned was a possibility, but when you're in your mid twenties and you don't have kids, it's kind of like, what's well, the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is they run out of money yep, that, and that, it yeah. happened. And so they ran out of money, uh, could not continue to pay me. And so, uh, here I am in Omaha, don't really know a lot of people, knew a few, um, pretty new to the area, much bigger than Cedar Rapids, kind of reacclimating to big city or bigger city life. Mm-hmm. And um, had heard of Boys Town through, Ep- when I worked at Epworth, you know, you hear about right. similar you, places. Yep, yep, yep. And I said to my wife, I was like, I, you know, we just got to get a paycheck going. Yep. Um, I'm going to hop over, see what Boys Town has. And um, if they've got anything good, then I can do that while we figure out next steps. Yep. And they had something good and I stayed. And I, I just, I walked in for a job to pay bills and I ended up making a career out of it. I have this experience. I kind of did it before. Yep. Uh, I need a really paycheck and that's exactly, yeah. It I turned went into in, a passion. It absolutely did. I went in and um, I got hired to work um, as, uh, as just regular shift staff at a youth shelter that they run there. And uh, that eventually through a long chain of events evolved into me uh, managing one of those youth shelters. Um, I, I ended up, once I got in there and I looked around, I did it for a few weeks and I, I came home and said to my wife, I was like, I think, I think this is what I'm really good at. Like, I think, you know, and I was like, I, I, I was okay at ministry and I definitely have a lot of passion for it, but like something clicked at Boys Town that didn't click elsewhere. And Boys Town, for anyone who doesn't know it, is a phenomenal organization with just a fantastic net, like it, it, I will be honest, one of the things I said that made me stick around there is it felt like your college in a lot of ways with the community vibe, the way that everybody was looking out for each other. Um, and that it really had some similarities that made me hang around. And 
yeah, I stuck around there and I, I liked it enough that eventually I, I went and got my master's in human services administration. Um, I, I looked around and I said, you know, ministry was great, but I think this is what's really for me. And so I got into a master's program through Bellevue University and completed my master's and have and then turned that into an administrative position at Boys Town and just never looked back, was so happy doing it. Loved it. Um, really proud of the work I did there. Really proud of the things I learned there, and wouldn't wouldn't trade it for anything. Boys Town was phenomenal. Loved every minute. Yeah, you certainly. I mean, it looks like you had quite a few roles. I mean, working with <laughs> youth yeah. care and you know in home, and I mean, you got the you know the gambit of you well, know, and literally the thing everything about Boys Town, the they, umbrella. They really do encourage you to go learn a lot before you move into that administrative role. They, they encourage you, you know, see different departments, see what's going on there. You'd have to spend a year in each one. So, um, yeah, I definitely jumped around to a few different things to kind of learn as much as I could. And what's interesting is there's not a day in my current job here in York where I don't I don't find something that it, it's like Slumdog Millionaire, you know, where he keeps flashing back to like this random thing happened that taught me this. Yep. And every day there's something like, mm, I had one strange case when I was a family support worker where I had to interact with this agency from this county. And hey, it turns out I have to call them today and ask for help. And so there's always something where that job was so invaluable to me and all the time and all the roles I had at Boys Town were great. Mm -hmm. No, it's a, it truly is a phenomenal um, organization. We're very... I mean, the state of Nebraska is very lucky to have yeah. had Father Flanagan, you know, start Boys Town and everything he did. And so, um, yeah, I love, love everything about Boys Town and, and the mission they do helping, helping young youth. You know, I think a lot of those kids sometimes come from places that they don't, they didn't have that people that truly cared about them. Yeah. And Boys Town is a place filled with people that care about everyone that's there. And it made me so aware of, you know, and this has impacted the view that I bring to the health coalition, it made me so aware of the fact that everybody, there, there's exceptions. I, I will say, Father Flanagan, who, who started Boys Town, you mentioned, had a saying that we had repeated to us daily at Boys Town, that there are no bad kids. Yeah, certainly. It's all about empowering them to yeah, empower themselves. Absolutely. You, know? you don't want to, you know I mean, handouts help, uh, hand ups, or whatever you want to yeah. call them. Um, but ultimately, you you need to empower them to, you know, seek and empower themselves yeah so you know that that's great so um you're you're working at boys town um up until 20 what was it up until what not not too long ago well I up mean, until if, august well, yeah until august of this year until this year <laughs> yeah. so um how did um the york uh, health coalition position get on your radar yeah. and um i guess yeah we'll kind of go from there so this is anyone anyone who knew me it was a little bit surprised when I said I wanted to move back to York because I loved York. No, nobody was like, oh, Jake hated it there. Um, but I was vocal about, man, I can't wait to live somewhere bigger. Man, I can't. I miss having this going on. I miss these things. And I was constantly whining about like, one day I'm going to live or I'm going to buy Royal Season tickets and it's going to be 20 minute drive at the most. And um <laughs> You know, because it was 2008, and I think Royal Season tickets cost $30. But uh, so we were... <laughs> a little bit of a fluctuation in value now. Yeah, they may be back down around that area <laughs> today. But uh, it's okay. Patrick Mahomes owns part of the team now. So we, uh, um, I, I, you know, I kept coming back for that SoulQuest camp that I mentioned, um, run run by a couple of friends. and You'd I would, come back as a volunteer? I would come back as a volunteer every summer. Well, there were a few exceptions. Um, you know, things would come up. But as often as I could, I, I came back. I think the longest gap was there was one time I missed two in a row, but mostly I've been back for most of them. And I would come back and help out either teaching or... I, I mean, I, basically, I'd sign up to teach a class, and then I would tell the guys running it, Jared Stark and Tim Lewis, I'd say, you know, whatever you need, just stick me there. Mm -hmm. And um, a few years back, I brought my son. I have two children. I have a, a six-year-old boy named Atticus and a three-year-old girl named Matilda. And um, we read a lot of books in our house. I love it. And we, um, I brought Atticus with me a few years ago to SoulQuest because he was old enough that I could kind of have him around and he wouldn't interrupt class if I was teaching. Um, he could be a help. <laughs> and introducing him to all of these people and just, you know, getting to walk him around and, and say like, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to go to Hallmark movie on you, but, uh, you know, I like I mentioned, it was just me and my mom and my brother growing up. And so 
you know, your your astute listeners will hear that there's no father in that equation. And it, it takes a lot of people when you grow up with one part, portion of your family missing to kind of fill that gap in your development. And York College gave me all of those people. And there were, you know, and there's not like, it's not that I have some one father figure at York. It's just that there are all these different people that together made something that kind of patched that for me and helped me become a much more functional human than I really have any business being. And um, and to that end, just, you know, getting to walk my son around and let him meet these people and interact with them and trying to explain to him, like, man, this person means so much to me because of this. And this person taught me this. And that person you just met did this for me. And as I, I shared all of it, it started to kind of hit me. I was like, I am happiest when I am here. And I loved Omaha and I loved Boys Town. But as I, I walked around York with my son, it occurred to me that this is home for me. You know, even though I love Kansas City, even though I'm, I have a few good friends down there still, um, this is when I think of going home with all the good and bad that going home entails. This is where I kept thinking of was York. And so I went home from SoulQuest and I sat down with my wife and I said, I had a strange idea today. <laughs> and she, you know, which she's not unfamiliar with hearing from me. I, I have those <laughs> from time to time. And she goes, okay, shoot. And I said, what if we move on to York? And my wife is from Cozad, Nebraska. So, so she kind of understands Small town it. Nebraska clicks for her. So yeah. she... I didn't think she'd go for it. I, I don't know why I thought that, but I, I think we just spent so long talking about Omaha being the smallest place we wanted to live. It was a stupid thing I used to say. And um, and I said that, and she just goes, yeah, okay. I said, wow, okay. So that to was that, easier than yeah, I Yeah, I was like, huh. <laughs> but we got to talking about all the things, you know, and so she she's a she's an actress, um, and she actually was in the uh, Susified Christmas Carol that oh, cool. just went. Yeah. She... Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. She's in the next thing that they're doing. I don't know if they. She's in the next anything. thing. Yeah, they're posting. They posted that. Okay. Well, uh, it might. Well, when this episode drops, you can you can say it. Ooh, I just I started to speak before I thought. I was like, <laughs> did I just get someone in trouble? Um, so she's gonna be in the the Sherlock Holmes play that's coming up. Um, and so she she was thrilled. She's like, I loved the Playhouse. I'd love to volunteer there. Um, she's a real estate. She's a realtor, and so she was like, I would love to operate in a small town and. You know, get to know people there instead of doing business in Omaha. I, I think that'd be great. And so we just kind of put word out with our friends. And we said, we want the right opportunity, not the first opportunity. Because when we move to York, we want it to be for good. And we want it to be the move that, like, we want this to be the last move for a very long time. And we want to settle in, plant our roots once and for all, and raise our family here. So it took two years where we made that decision to friends would occasionally text me, hey, here's a job, and um, or they, they'd email me, hey, I saw this, and a lot of times I'd be like, I, I know, you know, and it's everybody thinks, nobody understands anyone else's field, you know, right. like, yeah. you, and you try to help, and I don't mean any of that to be rude to any of my friends listening, thanks guys, because um, it did work out eventually, but, you know, people would send me things, and I'd be like, this is, this is not... I don't qualify for this. Or yeah. on the other hand, I'd be like, did, did you check? This does not pay enough to raise a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so all that to say, back in July, I believe, um, I had a near miss. I had a job not in but close to York that I thought was going to work out, and it didn't. And then we were like, man, that was so good. We thought we were there. And it was my son was about to start kindergarten, and I worked um, running the shelter. I had to be on site in the evenings when the kids were actually there mm -hmm. um, four out of five nights a week. And so I began talking with my department head at Boys Town about, I don't know that I can be gone four nights a week with my son in kindergarten. Right. right? I don't know that I can do that. And so we'd started to look at, okay, is the next step to buckle down in Omaha for a couple more years? And somebody sent me the posting for the York County uh, Health Coalition's, I almost said Development Corporation, you guys are set, you got, you're set, <laughs> um, the posting for the Health Coalition's Executive Director, and I said, that looks really interesting, and I sent them my resume, and you know, I thought, I, I looked at it and I said, I know I can do a great job at this, it's a question of will they see it, and it felt like a long shot for me, it felt like kind of a dream job scenario, because I was like, this plays into so many of my strengths and so many of my experiences, 
but I had kind of gotten used to people saying you're our second choice. Mm -hmm. And um, so I sent it in and they asked me to come do an interview right at the heart of COVID. So we would like, took a while to be like, okay, we'll do it this way. We'll all sit this far away from each other. We'll, we'll wear this. And, you know, and we got all the details worked out and all the logistics. And so uh, I, I came out here to York and did an interview and I thought it went well. And I really liked everybody I spoke with and, uh, you know, the best thing possible happened. And a couple of weeks later, they made me an offer that I was like, I, I can't not take that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it was the right offer. We, but we looked at it, my wife and I sat down and we, we went over it 500 times. We spoke with family about it because we didn't want to make this move, you know, half cocked. And we finally said, I don't think we can afford not to. Mm -hmm. And it was perfect. And the timing was perfect. And the, everything about it was great. Um, a friend was kind enough to let us live in a rental house that they had um, for a couple. We, we own a Great Dane. So finding a rental property was problematic, oh, but yeah. <laughs> we had somebody agree to let us and that was very kind of them. And we lived there for a couple months while we um, got everything settled with selling our old house and buying a new one. Mm -hmm. And here we are. That's awesome. That's incredible. I mean, yeah. That's quite the you know little, little journey. So um, what I guess um, as in, you know, the big kind of differences, you know, is York as an undergrad versus York as a professional. Oh, what, are, yeah. what are some of the things that you've kind of noticed now since you had an opportunity to live in Omaha and try, you know, start raising a family in Omaha yeah. and, you know, all the demands that come with that? What What's kind of the um, your vision of, you know, York as an undergrad versus York as a professional? You know, it's just similar enough to be dangerous sometimes where you can get into thinking you know everything mm -hmm. um and i don't mean any of that like i don't think anything horrible's happened maybe there's people are trying to talk about the jake problem and i don't know it but um i you know it, it's it's interesting because the network is so much bigger and uh, you're you're reaching so many different people than you did and, and you know you think about a college population by definition of what it is is in some in many ways much more diverse than a a small town population that being said, one way in which it is not at all diverse is in ages mm -hmm. and is in generations. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to it's easy to think that because somebody grew up in a different part of the country or even the world than you, they have a different perspective. But you take for granted that we are all millennials and we all see things a certain way. In the town, I am interacting with all the generations that there are. And you realize that every generation has a very different lens on things because they were formed by things that went on around them while they were growing up, while they were at a certain age. And it's not bad. It's wonderful. It's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. we're, and it's such a better way of doing things. And, and, and I mean, this is just the nature of college. In college, you think one thing and it turns out it's not right. Exactly. And that's what college is for. It's for being wrong. Yep. Um, and so... You know, you get out here in the community and I have to interact every day with people that are younger than me, older than me, the same age as me, and we all see things differently. But when we find when we find that way to make it happen in harmony and we find that way to make everybody's strengths play into everybody else's strengths, it's such an awesome thing. And part of how I have always viewed things is that conflict is not an inherently bad thing. It can be a wonderful thing. Totally agree. It has to be healthy conflict. I agree. But when we don't see eye to eye on something is when we're at the beginning of something amazing happening. And we have had so many, and, and I don't mean that like, th that, that makes it sound like there's been a lot of conflict in my job. <laughs> there's not. Everybody, we've, we, I've gotten along, honestly, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop some days. I'm like, everybody's so nice. What am I missing here? Um, and so things have gone so well, but I, I do really believe just talking with people around town, talking with partners and you know we're we're in a time where it is re uh, this isn't news in fact i'm probably wasting everyone's time by saying it for the 5 billionth time in 2020 we're at a time where everything is a position you know what you, what you wear it takes a position on something where you spend your time takes a position on something but you know at the coalition I, I can't speak for the entirety of york county but i feel good about it i think this is true but i can speak for the place that i executive direct and that is to say that we we have found that those different positions on things are our strengths, not our weaknesses. And that when we stand up to one another for, I think we should do it this way, 
we are at the beginning of something awesome. And I have loved that about being part of the community. I have loved interacting with people who think differently than me, who do things differently than me. I There's days where I, I get yelled at a little bit and scolded and I'm like, yes, this is the start of a great conversation. Um, now, I will be honest, my friends, if they're listening, I have several friends that are laughing about this because it has gotten me into trouble more than once because <laughs> there are times where I'm a bit naive and I think that everybody around me is like thrilled that we're having this debate and it turns out I'm the only one who's not angry, you know? And it's right. like, no guys, we're having a great time here and everybody Isn't else is- Isn't this fun? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, this is wonderful. What a great spirited debate we're having. Why are you crying? And um, so that's- <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, it's fantastic. I love it here. I'm so happy to be back. No, I, I love that you love it here. Um, I'm, I've said this before on different episodes, but nothing makes me happier. You know, I grew up here in New York. Um, it's the only place I've ever called home. And when people call it home, it just makes me so happy. Yeah. And so I, I love it. So one question I kind of like, you know, kind of want to ask people, you know, talking about life in York County is, you know, one of my jobs here is recruiting people to the area you know, mm -hmm. with talent and everything. So what's something when you're talking to maybe some friends about York that you use to kind of, you know, maybe upsell, you know, not, we're not fibbing about York or trying to make it, you know, bigger than what it is, but what's something that um, you like to kind of tell people about York is, you know, this is why I, I really love the community. Yeah. So this, I actually have a direct answer for this because at Boys Town, I had, all of my employees were like 20 to 30 years old, just out of college or finishing college. And when I told them that I was willingly moving my family to a community of less than 10,000 people, they stared at me like I had, yeah, like they were like, <laughs> like I was trying to eat a rhinoceros with a spoon. They were just, they're staring at me like you're insane. Um, and several of them did ask why. And I said, here's the thing. I was like, you guys think about, the community around you like when you're at your happiest the people around you whether that's you know a dorm hall that you had once whether it's a fraternity or sorority you're a part of whatever that experience from college and, and i went to college here so it's an easy comparison for me to make but think about those times when everything clicked and was in community for you i said that happened because other people set it up that way. At college, it's structured to work like that. I said, now imagine that there's a place where as a grown-up, you can have that if you're willing to put in just a little bit of work. I said, that's why I'm going back, is because to me, I can have that community, and what's more is my children can have it, and my kids can grow up surrounded by that community and by the people who helped form me into who I am. And I said, I'm, I'm willing to put the work in, is what it comes down to. And it's not as much work as you'd think. It's really, it, it's a simple, I will say having a social life is exhausting. The first few weeks we were here, I was like, oh boy, now when do I sleep? When do I, you know, because the kids went to bed. So now so-and-so wants to get together. Yep, yep. But um, no, it's, it's that community. Community is a word that has been both so watered down and yet still maintained its importance. And I think that, you know, I can only speak as somebody, I'm in my mid-30s. I can only speak as someone from my generation that I think we looked around one day after college and we all said to ourselves, like, but where's the community? Like, where are my friends? What's going on? And I think that our struggle as millennials has been largely to figure out how do we grow up but still hang on to our community? And I don't think a lot of people have nailed it on that. And I think that you know, I won't get too far into this rabbit hole, but I think social media has really exposed a lot of that in a lot of ways. And we see people devoting hours to building a community of people they'll never see face to face. And that's both amazing in a lot of ways and tragic in others. Yeah. And, but there's, there's these places around, around America where if you'll put in that effort that you do to your Twitter and you'll put that effort into the person next door you can have all of that plus they'll leave you a Christmas card, you yep. know, like plus they'll put a gift in your mailbox once in a while. Mm -hmm. And it's fantastic. And I, I really, you know, my wife is sick of me talking about this. Um, I, I ramble as you're probably gathering. Um, <laughs> I, I, I sit there and I've been saying like, I don't know why more people our age aren't doing this. I don't know why more people aren't fleeing the cities to come be a part of a small community around 10,000 people where they can just dig in get to know their neighbors and have that because now we've got it all mm -hmm. you know we've got the community we've got the people around us plus i have money now yeah. i have a job like <laughs> i'm not in college anymore i'm not thrilled to get ten dollars an hour from Edward. you know it's like 
everything happened, guys. We did it. Mm -hmm. And I think I think the dream is alive, but you just got to go work for it. You know, it's not going to get handed to you. You got to find the place. You got to commit to it. And you got to go be a part of things. And it's not that hard. You just got to do it. I think you nailed it with the um, community aspect because that was one of the things that after I graduated, I went and worked uh, for my fraternity um, doing what I you know thought I loved at that time. Um, I was based out of Indianapolis, um, but I was working on like campuses up, I worked on a campus up in Maine, one in Tennessee, and then I was at Northwestern in Chicago. And um, yeah, no, I mean, there was no community at any point. I mean, other than I had my fraternity brother who was with me, he was a Nebraska brother. And then the guys I was trying to recruit, you know, they really weren't friends or really weren't anyone that I really got along with. Um, for the most part, um, but I didn't really have any community around me. You know, my um, my supervisor was you know so many thousand miles away. I only talked to him by phone. Zoom wasn't a thing at the time. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I just didn't. Anytime I tried to go volunteer somewhere, I had to fill out like a background check, and they had to verify everything, and mm. they didn't know who I was, and so um, I just got super tired of that, and so I decided to come back to York, Nebraska, and it was great. I had my community back. I was able to volunteer. People knew who I was. When I asked to help out, there was no, well, who are you? You know, they knew who I was. So yeah, I, I totally, I think, yeah, there's something about that community aspect that, you know, us as millennials are truly looking for because we got on campuses. We were able to find um, those friends that you know, really jived with us, that really connected with us. Because in high school, we had those, you know, we had friends. We had, I don't know about you, you probably still talk to a handful, but you're not, you Just know. Just a couple. Yeah, I mean, there's no, like, true, I mean, you, there's a couple that you called best friends that you still talk to now, but um, those relationships that you made in college were the relationships um, for yeah. us that we're going to carry on. You know, I've already been in four weddings. I've been to a couple baptisms. Like, I love it. I love that community. But I'm trying to, yeah, bring that back, you know, here locally as well. Um, I think sometimes us as a local community do a bad time. And I'm not trying to be too critical of York. Um, I love this community, but I think sometimes we can um, put too much emphasis on, okay, you grew up here in York, so you understand York. Yeah. I think we put too much emphasis on that. I think people can learn and understand York without having to grow up here. Um, and so I'm, I'm very excited to see more people who have found York and now want to call York home and are coming back to um, it, impact this place and make it a better place. So I love everything that you've been you're saying in the last, um, you know, five, 20, half hour, however long yeah. we've been talking. About. <laughs> so, you know, I, I really love that. Um, so now to kind of jump into our rapid fire questions to yeah. kind of round out our interview here. Um, Favorite restaurant in York County? Something that, you know, you were always, if like a sibling or if your mom comes to visit or a friend from out of town, what's a place here um, that you like to take people? So this is the lamest answer possible, but also a great answer. Maybe I shouldn't say lamest because it sounds like I'm down on it. Uh, COVID has made it, we haven't eaten out since we've been back, not at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, we're waiting for that to lift. Um, I will say La Cocina. But also, my lame answer is Petro is still where I spent all of my formative years. So uh, that buffet, down, yeah. Down, yeah, out there <laughs> getting all that. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. So those two, Iron Skillet, you gotta, Iron Skillet is the place, man. It's, That's it's the, the only thing open after eight p.m. <laughs> and when you're a college student, life doesn't start until ten p.m. So. But whether you love it or not, Iron Skillet's where you're going to spend your college years around here. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Um, thoughts on your college esports? We talked about it a little bit. You're a fan of games and everything. What are your thoughts of your college getting an esports team? I think it's super cool. I think it's also it's it's the wave of the future. Mm -hmm. I understand why so many people like I, I really do because while I am a giant nerd, I'm also a sports fan. I understand why so many people recoil at hearing sports attached to video games, but you have to understand how much money is in this. And how much bigger than anything we understand esports are across the world. Uh, I, I could not give you specific numbers, but I'm pretty sure that in the last ten years there have been a couple of events in Korea I was just that thinking... got they got they got better attendance and more money than the Super Bowl. 
And I think people are not understanding what an untapped market it is that is quickly getting tapped. And we, no, good for York. We got to get on that that wagon now before it leaves the, that train before it leaves the station. Yeah, if anyone is looking for something interesting while they're listening to this, go ahead and Google South Korea Esports Stadium. Oh, man. It's and, the, the one that looks like a coliseum. Yeah, it's an yeah. arena. And so um, this is not your um, Jimmy playing in mom's basement no. against uh, Tim across the yeah. world. This is it's, a big deal. It's not me. It's <laughs> the real. It's Because uh, I, I laugh all the time with people, but I kind of halfway mean it. Like, man, if I had been born six years later... You know, because like esports, but the thing is, it's like you watch esports documentaries and they're like, kids are like, oh, yeah, I love this team because it's got all the old veterans on it. And there's like 27 year old guys who look 40 and they're like, I've been living on rock stars for the last decade. My body barely works, but I've got great response time in my thumbs. Yeah, but I'm I think it's smart. I think it's so good. Go get them. Everybody be nice about it. I get why you recoil, but this is the way of the future. You don't want to look dumb in 20 years. Just get on board. I think it's going to be great because it's going to make the even more diverse York College population even more diverse. I mean, it's going to bring another type of student to York College. Um, And I'm also looking forward to the first, like, crossover uh, basketball, esports, like, two-sport athletes. (laughs) So I'm very excited for York College's two-sport athletes coming up. Um, A favorite meal that you have? It could be a home-cooked meal. It could be a meal at Petro or La Cocina. What is, like, a favorite meal of yours that you're kind of always hankering for? Man, I'm so lame. Um, So I, in the last year or so made the decision. I know the listeners can't see me. I'm still a pretty big guy, but I've lost a lot of weight in the last year. I went vegan at the start of the year. Oh, congrats. Thank you. It's been awesome. It is not for any ethical reasons. I'm I'm all about eating animals. I just wanted to live longer. And um you know Christmas is coming and I take a break on holidays. Yep, yep. yep. And so all I can think about is eggs. Like, oh. I will eat all of the eggs. Every devil egg in sight. Every, every fried egg, deviled, any egg I can get my hands on. Um, yeah, so eggs, 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 eggs. Breakfast food. I love breakfast food. I'm like Ron Swanson with breakfast food. <laughs> breakfast anytime. All your bacon and eggs, yes. <laughs> What's a favorite memory of yours here in York County? Something that you look back on as a fond moment. It could be a memory. It could be a series of memories. What's something that kind of triggers your mind? There's so many. Um, The best memories I ever have is the week of my wedding. I got married here in York. uh, And the week of my wedding, I came back. to. I had just left for that first job I mentioned. Um, Three weeks later, I came back. Stayed at my same apartment, but as a visitor for the Mm -hmm. first time. But it was all of my closest friends in town, but without classes to get in the way. Um, and, and again, I came around on class. Class is very important, but with nothing to do but just hang out and have fun, I spent a week with all the people who matter most to me in one of my very favorite places, and it was just the most fun I've ever had. And that, that week, just all the festivities and all the fun of it, and then culminating with my wedding, which was awesome. And my wife is amazing, and it was not stressful. And I know everybody's got these stories about how hard their wedding was, but Ours was really easy to do. Like, it was not stressful at all. And um, if I had to pinpoint one memory, it's probably the groomsman and I playing hangman in the um, in the room where we were all getting ready because we had nothing else to do and watching my wife's poor brother-in-law, who does not understand us at all, just stare at us and try to figure us out. It's like, what are these people what doing? What word is that? Yeah. What word? <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um this is kind of fun little stump you question. Um, is if if you were a type of food, what type of food would you be? Hmm. I would have to say I would be some sort of a casserole because you may think you see what's going on on the surface, but you have no idea underneath. Oh, I like it. I like it. It's <laughs> a good interview answer. I love right, thank it. You. I love it. <laughs> It says everything while saying nothing. That's exactly right. It's <laughs> an interview. Uh, what makes us happy? This is a fun little segment I have to kind of round out with so much doom and gloom sometimes that we yeah. can focus on in the world. Um, I want to end the episode on a very positive um, note. And so um, I'm going to talk about you know what's making me happy right now. Um, and what's making me happy is um, youth bowling in the state of Nebraska. Um, it's really taken off over the last... Boy, it's been four years, I guess, almost now, that's really kind of taken off. 
Um, a few years back, they added unified bowling as a state um, sport. Um, if you're not familiar with unified bowling, um, that's where they take uh, special needs uh, kids and put them right along with um, um, bowler athletes oh, awesome. and pair them right up, and they're part of the team, and they get to compete. Um, they get to go to the playoffs in state, and the York team did a phenomenal job. I couldn't be more proud of our athletes. They did a phenomenal job. They made it to state. Um, they ended up getting, I think, third at state, um, but they had a they did a phenomenal job. And I'm looking forward to, and we have a very young team. Um, we only have a couple of kids graduating. We don't have any, um, we have one girl graduating and we have or two girls graduating and a boy graduating. Um, but the main part of our roster um, is going to be there for another couple years. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunities that these kids get to have both at you know the state level. I really hope that um, the York uh, Public School District um, picks up bowling as a school sport. Um, last year, NSAA added it, and so I'm really optimistic and hoping that York gets to add it. And so I think it would just be a great opportunity to further showcase um, all the different great athletes that we have in our community. And so um, that's what's making me happy right now. I, I really love um, that my athletes are getting to uh, perform. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I would say for me, what's making me happy, This, the, I mean, it's December 22nd. So I'm going to go ahead and go with a pretty sappy answer and say my family. Um, we have all kind of found our niche here in town already. Um, my wife is in uh, in the playhouse, you know, already doing things there. My son, ha who's six, volunteers at the Adopt-A-Pet every week. Oh, um, his idea, you know, I go with him. Um, they're not just, we're not just turning a child loose with a bunch <laughs> of sick cats, guys. It's not happening. But um, I go with him and it's just fantastic to watch him do that every weekend. Um, and my daughter, who is three, is at Kirby's doing dance. And, dance dad. Um, yeah, that's me. I'm the dance dad. And um, we, you know, I've even found a nice little pocket of nerdery to play board games and stuff. And so um, it took us weeks to find more going on in this community than we ever had in Omaha. And uh, that's not a knock on Omaha. It's just the way things work in a small town. You make your community and mm -hmm. we've done it. And I, I love watching my family settle in and be happy here. And that it. You know, if, if this job had been terrible, which it's not, it's phenomenal and I love every second of it, it would still be worth it just to see all of that. That's awesome. Getting um, getting kids involved yeah. early, especially yes. with volunteering. Um, I don't think – I didn't get involved with it until I was in college. Yeah, I mean – And once I hit, got involved with it, very – a new love. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't imagine my life without it. So, yeah, super cool. So final thoughts, um, I just want to thank you for you know your time today, you know, um, sitting down for the last hour with me and everything yeah. like that, so I appreciate everything, but I'm going to let you have the final thoughts, you get to close out the show, any words of wisdom you, if you want to promote the Health Coalition, if there's anything going on, if there's a quote that you really love, a combination, whatever, you get to finish it out however. Um, I do want to, I'm going to go ahead and do the shameless capitalist plug for my nonprofit, so it's not that capitalist. Um, we, uh, you know, at the Health Coalition, a lot of people have asked a little bit about what we do and about what we're about. And what I would say is come see. Um, you know, we've got a website, YorkCountyHealthCoalition.com. We're not creative, but we're hard workers. Um, and you're more than welcome to come check us out there. Find us on Facebook. What we do is so many things that it could not fit here, and I'm not going to insult you by trying to squeeze it in. But we're constantly looking for people to help out with things. We have several volunteer opportunities right now that we're looking for some people to help us out with. Things as diverse as meeting needs in the community with food, um, helping people that are experiencing financial hardship due to COVID. We've put thousands of dollars into the community to provide relief to people experiencing COVID hardship. Um, we are, we're looking for more and more people to help us with that at no cost to you, just your skills, your talents. And if you don't know what you want to do, but you want to help out and contribute back to the community, we want to be your place for that because we are, we, we try to sit at the epicenter of all of the good nonprofit work going on in the community. And if we don't have a use for you at this moment, we know someone who does. So get in touch with us. We want to be a big part of helping you find your place to contribute to our community. Um, we want to make that something that we can do for you. And other than that, I just want to thank everybody in York for making my family feel at home. Uh, we got here September 1st, and by September 2nd, it felt like where we need to be. 
and we're thrilled to be here. We love it here. And thank you to my neighbors for tolerating my giant gorilla dog thing. <laughs> if people wanted to reach out to you, what's a good uh, number to contact you? And I guess where are your offices? I know you're probably not taking, uh, maybe not taking visitors at the moment, um, but what are your, where is your office? We're taking visitors on a limited basis. If you want to come knock on the door, um, we're, we're, uh, some people I know, we're really sorry. We've intentionally kept our office hours a little weird right now, just because with COVID, we have a very small office. Um, we are located at the Old York Plaza. Um, we're up on the second floor uh, or the north entrance if if you're more into uh, geography and directions. Um, I would say, you know, the phone, just because our office hours are so weird, is not always the best way to reach us. Facebook, we're very quick to respond on Facebook. There's a, there's a handful of us that all have access to it. Um, and our phone system is currently transitioning to being utilized for a specific program. So rather than give that number, I would say find us on Facebook. Um, look at our website, York County Health Coalition dot um, and uh, also, or yeah, if you do want to, if you do want to come knock on our door, see if we're there. Um, feel free, take a shot. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. This is Seventeen County, a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.